Hello, everybody, and welcome to the finale of Ultimate Imagineer. This competition has been so exciting with highs and lows and twists and turns. Votes were upset, ideas were shared, and you, the listener, had control over all of it. You voted all month long, and now we have your top three contestants fighting for the title of the Ultimate Imagineer and for the $25 Disney gift card. We had a Grinch Funhouse, Vine Dark Rides, and Beetlejuice River Raft Adventures. And now it's time for the battle to reach its end with interactive dark rides based on Night at the Museum. Now sit down, buckle up, and pull on that yellow strap as we ride into the final round of Ultimate Imagineer. Woo! Uh, And then the audience, I know you're in your car and I know I can't hear you because it's a podcast, but if you could all just go, (sighs) yeah, Um, I'll feel it eventually. Thank you. Um, Oh, stop, stop, everybody, stop. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just as I've been saying all month long, this is Ultimate Imagineer, a month-long competition here on the Dyslexic Podcast. Each week, we will have contestants that go head-to-head in a theme park design challenge. And then each week, I randomly draw an attraction type and a pop culture reference at, that the contestants once combine and pitch to you, the audience. Then you vote all week long for who moves forward in the competition. This week... You'll be voting for who wins it all in season one. Dun, dun, dun. Woo. So let's jump into it. We have our top three here standing by to give you their final pitches. But before they do, let's meet them once again. Winning round one with his Grinch themed fun house. We have Ryan from California. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Congratulations on making the top three. Thank you. I'm glad you're welcome. Winning round two with his vine themed dark ride. We have Anthony from Florida. Hi, I didn't prepare a witty opening tonight, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you made it here. Thanks to everybody who voted. I'm super excited to hear your ideas. And finally, we have our winner of round three with her Beetlejuice themed river raft ride. We have Ivy from Florida. Hi. Hello, Ivy. I'm so happy to have you here at the top three. It's been a very long competition, but I'm excited to have the three of you here. You've all earned it. You've all made it here. The audience loved your ideas. And now we are about to jump into the competition. But before we start, I have a couple questions to ask each of you. So we'll start off with Ryan. Ryan, what was your highlight from the competition? Um, just, uh, meeting my best friend was, was the best Ooh, part of it. Oh, T. Um, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also want to ask you, since all the things were drawn at random, what's an attraction type you really would have loved to be able to design? Being a coaster enthusiast, of course I would love to design a roller coaster. That, I'm not going to lie, that was one I always was hoping I was going to pull out. But, by the look of the draw, it just didn't happen, so maybe it wasn't meant to be. The universe has spoken. But I was always hoping for a roller coaster also, because I'm also a very big coaster enthusiast. That's why there's this that's why there is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, same questions. What was your highlight of the competition? Highlight of the competition. Hmm. I don't know. I think voting's fun. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. And then my same question to you. What is one other attraction type you would have loved to be able to design? Uh, some sort of water ride, like a log plume would have been really cool. Uh, a roller coaster also. Um, yeah, th- those would be the two I would pick, probably. Awesome. I was also really hoping for log plume, because I feel like there's a lot you can do with that. But again, with the luck of the draw, that just seemed to not happen. 
but maybe it'll happen in season two when that happens and uh maybe it'll happen to all stars if that happens we'll see what goes on <laughs> all stars i got big plans for the show y'all and you guys made it a very big beginning ivy now we're moving on to you same questions what was your highlight of the competition um for me it was getting to write just for fun because i don't have a lot of time to just sit down and actually write something creative so that was probably my highlight that's awesome i'm so happy you got to do that for the competition i'm honored it was for my competition so thank you so much (laughs) for being a part of it and then last question what's an attraction type you would have really loved to design besides a roller coaster because everyone answered that um a drop ride i really would have loved to do a drop ride you know again that was also inside of the the uh the bucket but it didn't get drawn out and i'm kind of upset about it because those were the roller coasters along with drop, drop rides i think you can really do a lot with so i was really hoping for those but i think i think a fun house and uh dark rides and a river after ride. i think those were uh, pretty good choices as well. But maybe by the luck of the draw, we'll see what happens next time. But thank you all for being on. I am so excited that you're on here. You have all earned your way into this top three. You all had amazing ideas. You were really creative and your people I was very excited to have on the show. So before we continue, I want to say thank you to you guys for participating and believing in the competition and the idea. And I really do appreciate your um, participation. Oh my god <laughs> thank you and i also want to say thank you to the other three contestants who did not make it to the top three but still really had amazing creative ideas and really fought for that title thank you guys for also believing in the competition i know you're not here right now but i really really thank you for believing in it and uh, i appreciate you all very very much and now the time has come one of you is about to be crowned the ultimate imagineer at the end of next week and it is going to be so exciting for me and i'm sure so exciting for you guys so i can't wait to get that going so let's jump into our pitches you guys had uh actually you had about four days this time because it was the finale to design a interactive dark ride based on the night at the museum movie or movie series depending on how you went with it and we are about to jump into that right now and we're going to start in order of our winners so ryan give us your pitch for a dark interactive dark ride based on night at the museum okay so really unpopular opinion i personally don't feel very fond of the night at the museum movies but nonetheless So, my cue is going to start off with, like, the museum from the first movie. And then from the outside, you're going to see, once you walk more close towards it, you're going to see the shadows and the whispers and the, um, of, like, the figures moving around the rooms. And then the announcement on the intercom is going to tell the guests that the museum is going to be closing in about 15 minutes. And then progressively, when you get closer to the loading platform, it is going to Okay, guess there's going to be 10 more uh, minutes for the museum to be open. Five more minutes for the museum to be open. So progressively, when you get closer to the loading platform, it's going to just count down, basically. And then it's going to include, like, the basically, like, the Forbidden Journey, like, the large art pieces with um, the movement and stuff. And then I want to do the caveman scene and then the dum-dum give me gum-gum. I want him in the queue as well. <laughs> 
And then the ride system that I chose to use for the dark ride is going to be a Kuka arm, also like Forbidden Journey, combined with the motion-based shooting systems for the Ninjago at like. Ah, very interesting. So basically the story is going to be, it's going to be the amulet going haywire and causing the characters we know from the movies to act more erotic and mean. And it's up to the writer to use the amulet's magic to set the things right. Very interesting. And then these, the rooms that are going to, they're going to be basic museum rooms, but it's going to be obviously on a grander scale. So I want an air and space room with like astronauts and asteroids and and stuff like that and then the next room would have to be the wild rest room with the king himself Owen Wilson <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> and then um, while you're while you're using uh, flying through all the rooms and uh, trying to stop these the exhibits from going crazy you're gonna hear ben stiller over the sound system telling you what to do and what his advice for you to do and then the third room i wanted to do the chinese history exhibit and then i really wanted to try after that room to do like a medieval times room Ooh. and kind of kind of more uh night and drag night versus dragon instead of like night versus night um, and then, of course, it's going to slowly transition into the Jurassic period. And then I want it to be like a final boss. And it's going to be a huge animatronic from the large skeletal anima- um, dinosaur. Ooh, very interesting. So the big T-Rex is in your face. And then you have to fly around the room until you defeat him. And then it's going to be attacking your car. And he's going to have more dinosaurs with him attacking your car. And then it's going to be a moving moving exit platform so exactly like forbidden journey and then it's going to exit through the gift shop in for the museum itself fan not the ride but like the museum that is fantastic and yeah thank you so much that was really impressive i i i I was not expecting the cooker arm mixed with the interactive element so that 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 was that kind of threw me through a loop i'm really excited about that thank you Oh my god, thank you. (laughs) And now we're going to move on to Anthony. Anthony, tell us your pitch for an interactive dark ride based on Night at the Museum. Alrighty, uh, I need to go into my notes. I wrote things down again. Um, Alrighty, so so my idea is that you are... um, First, you start with the queue, which of course, you know, would be the museum lobby. I'm specifically keeping the ride taking place right after the first movie and way before the second movie. So, um... You're entering the American Museum of Natural History in New York. Um, And in the lobby, it's the normal lobby, but um, Rexy, the the T-Rex skeleton, is missing because there are signs saying that it is um, being refurbished for future enjoyment. That'll come into play later. Um, But then, of course, you'll see everything that's normally in the lobby, a few exhibits, the Teddy Roosevelt wax statue... But my idea is that since, you know, this is taking place in a real-world environment where, you know, parks are open longer than just daylight hours, whenever the sun falls, the queue is slightly different, where some things might be missing because they're off exploring the museum. So, like, at nighttime you come in, you won't see the Teddy Roosevelt statue because he's just gone and left. 
Oh, wow. And um, you, you can hear murmurings that you don't normally hear during the day. So if you come and visit during the day, you'll see something different than when you visit at night. But um, it's very little in the queue because after that, you start heading into the basement, into like the workers' corridors where you wouldn't see any of the exhibits anyway. So that helps with the fact that like, you know, you, you can't change too much in the queue. But uh, the story is, is that this takes place right after Ben Stiller's characters, whose name I don't remember because I just call him Ben Stiller even when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> I did the same thing. He's always, his, he's always Ben Stiller to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he um, he obviously you know got big for inventing something. I forget what it was in the second movie. So he wasn't a night guard anymore. So here you are replacing him as the night guard. You're you are taking his role. So as you're in the corridors in the queue. You're watching safety, or not, like, yeah, the, you're watching, like, the safety video and stuff, but it's presented as a training video to be a night guard at the museum, and it's filled with a bunch of bizarre stuff, because, you know, the things come to life at night, so it's telling you, like, you know, how to handle different situations and stuff like that, and you get presented to your ride vehicle, which I'm gonna say is kind of like a golf cart, that's the general idea of it, like ah. a sort of security cart. And they're equipped with flashlights. The ride is going to be like uh, the Ride and Go Seek Monsters, Inc. ride mm-hmm. over in Tokyo, mm-hmm. where you use flashlights and stuff to interact. But um, the thing with the ride is, for, for my concept, is it's not a game. So you don't go in with your flashlights and, oh, you've got to hurt hit different targets to build up your score. You just kind of use your flashlight to explore and discover new things. You, It's all just having fun and looking at details it's not a game you interact with it but you don't do it for any sort of goal other than learning something or seeing something new right it's it's truly like to the core interactive and not interactive with the gimmick it's just truly interactive i get you yeah so so you get into your golf cart and you start heading out of the basement and you enter the american history section where you see a wax figures of like Sacagawea and then you see Roosevelt made his way into there but and then the lights go off and that's how you get the flashlight gimmick going on you have to go through the museum finding out why the lights just suddenly disappeared so you go out of the American history section you enter the the nature section with all the wax animals and they're all you know different animatronic of animals like lions giraffes zebras or whatever just scattered throughout the room whenever you shine your light on them they'll like you know yell at you or whatever make animal noises and stuff so that's that that's kind of kind of just easing you into the whole concept of you shine your light at something and something reacts to it i love that but uh then you go into the miniature section so you know normally you you, the miniatures are small you can't make animatronics of them that small because you can't really see them move so the idea is that they've installed magnifying glasses in front of them so you can get a better look at the miniatures and the magnifying glasses themselves are just screens so you can see the miniatures like fighting with each other and stuff like that and if you shine your light at the magnifying glasses the glasses they'll flash like there's an actual light going into a magnifying glass and then the characters on the screens interact like they just got blinded by some sort of bright light that hit them <laughs> so so they'll be upset angry dazed confused whenever you shine your light towards the magnifying glass um, the 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 next section is the Egypt room. So in there you have you have um, moving statues of Egyptian gods. You have uh, the sarcophagus with Achmen Ra in it. 
and uh, he's trapped in the coffin. So what I figure is that if you know what you're doing, um, if you've ever watched the Mummy movie or you've seen or been on the ride or whatever, you know that the, they have a special lighting system to where they make light reflect off of different dishes that go throughout the room. Right. So what I'm thinking is with your flashlight, you aim at the dishes in the room, and if you hit all the dishes, the room will fully light up, and then the cough or the sarcophagus will open, and you can see him inside. Wow. So after you pass, you go, go through there, you, go, you have a little transition where you just face a wall where you see the tablet on the wall and stuff, and then you, you come across where the electronics are, where the wires are, and you see what causes the blackout. It's Dexter the monkey from the, the first movie. So <laughs> you begin pursuing him throughout the museum. So you go into a room filled with antiquities. So there's like vases and stuff like that. And you shine your light at different objects. You'll see him pop out from behind or from inside the objects. It's very Scooby-Doo-esque where he's just popping out of places that like obviously he shouldn't be. It's very cartoony. But every time you shine your light onto something, you'll pop out of it. And then uh, you get towards the end where you go back into um, one of the back rooms in the museum and there's nothing but crates and stuff. And finally he gets up to a big crate and he somehow knocks into something causing the crate to open. And then a large animatronic of Rexy pops out and roars and scares Dexter away. So that gives you enough time to help get the electricity back on and then you get a full-size Rexy animatronic that's cool that's the big finale so after you see Rexy you you make your way back to the loading area and right before unload you pass by the Easter Island head as he mumbles towards you over the fact that he's chewing on gum very loudly (laughs) and then uh, you exit and you go through the museum gift shop that's it that's that's the ride folks that Ooh. was very impressive. I, I, I like the idea that it's not a game. It's just meant for, like, exploration, which you don't get a lot of in Interactive Dark Rides. They're all kind of, like, the same idea of this is a game, this is a game, this is a game. So it's very, very impressive, and I love that. Thank you. That was fantastic. Thank you. And now we move on to our final contestant, Ivy. Ivy, share us your pitch for an Interactive Dark Ride based on Night at the Museum. Okay, so um, our ride vehicles are going to be security golf carts, and they will be two-person vehicles. Um, The interactive system that guests will be given is going to be very similar to that on Toy Story Mania, and guests will need 3D glasses for this attraction. Ooh. Mm. Um, I have named it Night at the Museum Battle of Daily, and that is after Larry Daly, the main character. Um, the queue is modeled like the outside of the museum from the first movie. So this ride will take place within the first um, museum that's featured, but it doesn't really follow any particular plots. Um, once guests enter the queue, they will go through a small park area similar to Central Park, where there will be large dinosaur footprints across, across the path. Further through the queue, guests will go through a small subway station area where various cave paintings are along the walls. They will then come to what looks like the outside of the museum where three caveman animatronics will stand holding different welcome signs. <laughs> this is where the ride will take place. <laughs> there will be different flyers placed along the outside of the museum inviting guests to a once-in-a-lifetime nighttime tour. After passing through this, they will arrive at the ride vehicles. After entering them, 
They will travel to the first screen, which portrays the main character, Larry, and his son. Here, the dailies announce to the guests that they have hidden targets throughout the entire museum and are challenging them to a match. What guests thought was actually a tour is a game. Dun, dun, dun. The screen then shows them getting inside a security cart vehicle of their own before taking off out of the screen's frame. As guest's vehicle tries to travel forward, they are greeted by the Easter Island statue on a screen who chants, Dum Dum, give me gum gum. And then guests must shoot gum into his mouth before being able to travel to the next scene. <laughs> Once in the next screen, it will showcase a different part of the museum and Dexter the monkey will appear. The, de- the guests can hear the dailies announce that Dexter has taken all of the targets that were hidden in this area and begins throwing them at the, tar- at the guests. Guests must then shoot all of the targets before they seemingly make contact with their own heads. After this, they go into the next scene where they come face to face with Rexy, who appears on the screen and then you see the dailies riding through on their own cart. It is here where they shout that Rexy is not part of the game and begin throwing bones for him to chase to quote, get him out of the way. Different targets will, will appear on the screen, leaving a path for Rexy to follow. The guests will then launch different shaped bones across the screen, hitting targets and leading Rexy out of the path. After this, they will go around a corner to the next scene. Here, it will be similar to King Kong, where there will be two different screens, one on each side of the vehicle. Ooh. <clears throat> the screens both depict a railroad track, and the dailies enter on one of the screens, saying that it is going to be very hard for guests to see the targets here. A target appears on both screens, lighting up an up-close magnifying glass. Guests will then shoot this target, knocking over the magnifying glass, allowing them to see the targets that have been hidden within the Hall of Miniatures. While shooting these targets, they will be greeted by Cowboy Jedediah and Roman General Octavius, (laughs) who seem... (laughs) Who's one on each screen. So Jedediah will be on the right, Octavius will be on the left, They will both seem normal size thanks to the magnifying glass that guests have knocked over. Jedediah and Octavius are in the middle of insulting each other before challenging each other to a duel. It is here where they begin to fight, launching stuff across the screen towards one another that guests must shoot before it seemingly makes contact with them. Jedediah and Octavius will then begin to aggressively fight hand-to-hand combat and jump on top of the security cart themselves. But they are small. Oh my god. (laughs) They are small. So the hood of the security cart vehicle is going to light up and guests will be able to see little feet traveling across the cart and see them rolling around (laughs) before falling off (laughs) and landing back on one of the screens behind the magnifying glass, making them normal size once again. After this, guests will travel to the final scene that is within the Egyptian room. Here they are greeted by Pharaoh. Ooh, I hope I pronounced that. Ra, okay. Whew, who is sitting upon a throne. He will announce that guests have reached the last round, the most difficult one of all, and motions bringing different mummies to life as they approach the cart. Mummies will have targets on their chests. Some will be presented on a screen, and some will be in the form of animatronics. Guests must launch discs at each one before they get too close. After hitting the last one, after After hitting the last one, the security cart will leave the screen and travel to a different part of the museum, the final area, 
where guests are able to remove their 3D glasses and are greeted by two different animatronics on either side of the cart, Theodore Roosevelt and Sacagawea. Sacagawea will thank the guests for playing and keeping the dailies distracted and out of her way, and Theodore Roosevelt will announce that it is time for guests to leave since it is near sunrise. This is the final area. After this, the cart will near the exit of the ride and will present a scoreboard on what appears to be the exit door showcasing the guest rankings. There will be two different responses guests can get here, either better luck next time or congratulations you beat us. Both of these statements will be announced by Larry himself. And that is the end of the ride. That was very impressive. I, I really wasn't expecting like the Toy Story Mania kind of spin on it. And um, I, I, I really liked... I really liked that um, it's it, it was it was screens, but the screens really served a true purpose. Unlike some interactive dark rides, I'm sure we've all been on where they're not as they're, they're just kind of there for effect, I guess. But that was very impressive. Thank you all so much for sharing these ideas. And uh, honestly, it shows why the U three are in the top three. It really does. Um, it, it it shows that that we we have the best of the best right here in this top three and the audience knows that too so this is going to be a very difficult choice for you all audience because if i was voting it would be a very difficult choice for me too because i would pay to go on any single one of these attractions and that is in full and total confidence <laughs> because they all sound fantastic and fun um and really like e-ticket attractions. I'm very impressed with both three of you. And uh, thank you guys uh, for that. But before we continue on how to vote, we need to give our contestants the rightful uh, appreciation they deserve and allow them to plug themselves and their social medias and any of the products, the projects they have going on. So let's go ahead and start back in order. Ryan, do you have anything you'd like uh- to plug? Yes, I do. You can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at rsecrets.pdf, or you can follow me on my personal account, which is going to be Ryan Secrets Double T on Twitter, or my theme park account, which is going to be Ryan Studios Double S. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. And Anthony, do you have anything you'd like to pitch? Um, you may follow me at the handle The Theme Geek with the underscores between the theme and Theme Geek. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and I guess that's about it. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. Thank you. And Ivy, do you have anything you'd like to plug? My Instagram is at underscore St. Ives underscore, and my Twitter is at St. Ives 7. Fantastic. So now let's get to how you vote. If you've been listening all month long, you kind of get the gist, but if this is your first episode and the season first of all why don't you listen from the beginning it's been fantastic but if this is your first episode you're starting with the finale here's how you vote you can vote by clicking the survey monkey link in my pinned tweet on twitter at at scott 21 or by clicking on the link in my bio of my instagram at dyslex which is at dyslexic 96 you will have until tuesday february 6th uh, to vote that is tuesday february 6 2020 to vote for the winner so the winner will be announced that Friday. I wish you all the best of luck, guys. I really do. And uh, everybody else, please make sure you go vote. These people put their heart and soul into these attractions. And it really, really shows. You guys picked an amazing top three. 
and you guys need to vote for your winner. Who do you think deserves to be our ultimate Imagineer? Is it Ryan, Anthony, or Ivy? It's all up to you guys. So remember, you can find the SurveyMonkey link on my Twitter at at, at Scott021 or on my Instagram at Dyslexic96. Now, before we go, I want to thank you all so much for listening and supporting this new show on the podcast. It means the absolute world to me, and I cannot thank you all enough. Um, and I said that with utmost confidence. I put a lot of time and money into this that I don't really have at the time. Um, and I took a chance on making my own reality show, and I really appreciate everybody who's listened. And uh, not only do I appreciate the listeners, but I really, really, truly, again, appreciate all the contestants that took the time out of their days to compete in the show and believed in it. And um, it, it, it really means a lot to me, guys. So thank you, Rodney. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you, Cassie. And then thank you, Ryan, Anthony, and Ivy so much from the absolute bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Um, And with all that being said, I hope you all have an amazing week. And don't forget to vote. You will be crowning the ultimate Imagineer. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm.